0: and you're listening to the canned Bear podcast that's right and we're
1: hardcore make sure you keep listening you don't want to get pruned Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, returning to the show this week, comic creator Adam Fields. I believe this is his third time on the show. Adam, welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Lots to talk about today. One thing I just want to address right up front, you guys probably heard me say a tribute to pop culture without the comics in there. We're making some changes around here. Not that we're going to stop talking about comics. We just feel it's probably better... Uh, for marketing ourselves. It's, so. impl- it's implied,
0: pop culture, comics.
1: Yeah, yeah. pop culture kind of yeah, covers everything. Yeah. We're just fitting too many words to cover We're trimming the fat. Trimming the fat, so it yeah. doesn't mean we're going to be changing anything we're uh, talking about or doing, but in case you were wondering, so <laughs> <laughs> I am Jeremy Collie. Oh, we already did that, didn't we? We did, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> it's been, we've had a few Trim weeks off. Trim a little off. bit more. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few weeks <laughs> off, but... Got a good show for you guys today in our retro round table. We're going to be talking about the top of the line toys, uh, I guess in my case, that I never received, but not that that's the preface on the conversation. Just some of the biggest, baddest toys, I guess you had kind of mentioned like the Castle Grey Skull, right. or the, what's the aircraft? The USS area? Flag. Yeah, so those kind of things. We were supposed to have this conversation right before Christmas, which is what kind of spawned it, but... Shit, just because Christmas is over doesn't mean we're not going to talk about toys, people. Hell yeah. I mean, come on, it's Candair. <laughs> so, we got that to look forward to. And then we're going to be turning our attention over to Adam to talk about, man, the many projects he's got coming up here. Uh, is all this still at Midnight 27 Studios, Adam? Absolutely. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. But before we do all that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at underscore Air. And again, if you like what we're doing, we have that Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash pod, or if you just head to our website, candarepodcast.com, there's a link for it there. $5 a month gets you access to the Candare Patreon pod, which is kind of a behind-the-scenes uh, show, I would say. I mean, yeah, especially yeah. the one we just recorded a yes, little it bit is. ago. <laughs> it's like you're sitting in on one of our meetings, people. Uh, plus some. It's like the making of Candare. Um, kind of, yeah. With the gag reel
0: and outtakes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And also at the $10 tier, there's many special other projects. There's the Comic Vault series we have. There's Candair Radio Theater. There's the, the, tro- the Traumatic episode. Uh, and just we're just now putting up the, uh, the video to our Christmas episode. The Christmas episode is out to the general public, audio version, but we also did a video version with green screens and shit. So... We all went all out for this one, we and did, it's, it's for the patrons. So, again, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash canned pod. And uh, don't forget to find us also uh, on evergreenpodcast.com, our, our ever so generous hosts, uh, the network that <laughs> supports us. And hosts us, uh, Evergreen Podcast Network dot or not dot, uh, I'm getting tongue-tied. See what happens. Got to knock we, the rust off a little bit. We really do. <laughs> Evergreenpodcast.com. Am I forgetting anything, Randy? Well, actually,
0: I've got something. So if you're a listener, if you like tune into the show every week when we're dropping stuff, and maybe want to just be a little bit more involved, maybe not necessarily have the funds to be a patron, but you know, want to get some skin in the game and maybe mm-hmm. just learn a little bit about the show and maybe help us out, Just shoot us a message. Let us know. Uh, You know, we could always use uh, some street team to help get the word out. Yeah, that's a good
1: way to say it. The Street Team. We're just looking for some people who uh, maybe have a little bit extra time. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to find these days. But to uh, you know, might want to help us in our little grassroots attempt to promote. And uh, whether it be social media or just going out to a comic book store and dropping a flyer. And we're open to ideas too So if that sounds like something you'd like to do Just be a part of the show Just let us know Candarepodcast.com There's a uh, there's a contact link on there You can reach out to us and let us know So I think that's going to do it for all that Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable yeah! And here
2: <laughs> all right
1: guys the top of the line toys the the big bads of the toy world uh, where do we start randy you want to kick us off
0: yeah so i'm gonna squirrel right off the bat here and i i'm doing this because the other two people involved i know are gonna hype hop right in here so mm. back in high school i used to be very heavily involved in paintball
1: oh shit yeah right around the
0: time of the 98 custom like the Tipman 98 custom was mm-hmm. you know the the big that's the gun everybody had because nobody could afford <clears throat> you know the angel or the auto cockers the big mm-hmm. performance uh stuff but right around i'd say maybe two or three years after the the 98 custom came out i started hearing about this thing called a response trigger and
1: where you just lay your finger on it yep and you could
0: adjust this response trigger in such a way that you know it bounced back and forth but if you adjusted it just so it turned it you know from manual into like rapid fire Mm -hmm. full auto um so you know it was always kind of the the talk around the lockers like oh my buddy got a response trigger and i saw it it was amazing and Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so um you know paintball guns were were the shit and it, it seemed like they were really popular and then kind of like peaked down and now they're
1: starting to come back up a little bit but i mean there's a yes few they are <laughs> i am very unaware that they were coming back but I, I mean i know there are a few paintball ranges uh within driving distance of us here one uh, down around grove city and mm-hmm. then there's one up north off of uh what was that 70 71 somewhere i can't remember what it is that runs no, uh north and south what is it adam i can't remember you just drove it uh 270 <laughs> no the one yeah. from <laughs> 270 heading north uh, Seven, 270
2: heading north is uh 71, to, uh, it's 71 yes gotcha
0: it's off 71 yes, 71 somewhere. which is gonna mean to jack to anybody listening that does not live in ohio but you know hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's like it's like the main artery up the middle of the state for the most part and it's I, it's up mm-hmm. uh, like just south of marion maybe somewhere up that way i can't remember or mansfield some something like that but anyway beside the point uh your big paintballer adam
2: uh, yes, actually, I just um, was recruited for a semi-pro team. Oh wow! Uh, called hell. the Spartans. So we uh, we play tournaments at least four times a year, um, but we try to play. Our captain plays every weekend.
1: Um, Holy cow! No, uh, are you yeah. like all dressed up like Master Chief with the name Spartans?
2: Uh, no, um, actually, I, I wear a Venom jersey that my wife got me. Nice. Uh, yeah so but uh, i just ordered my jersey from them so it'll be official with my number and name on the back that's awesome yeah it's pretty sweet so yeah the the minute you said tipman 98 i'm like yep that was my first gun so <laughs> now did you ever have
0: the response trigger or any no, of that
2: stuff no no i ended up um, getting a spider and that's when i retired it but now i rock a emec it's a it's a mechanical gun
0: okay less okay.
2: things to go wrong it
0: was so funny because it, those paintball guns used to be so customizable. You know, they had, like, custom stocks you could get. You mm-hmm. could trick it out to look like an AR-15. They had a yep, the flat buddy line barrel to put a backspin on it. Uh, and then that was even before the, the next model, which I think was the A5, right, mm-hmm. came yep. out. It just, yeah, it was, uh, for somebody that wasn't around guns a lot growing up, it was like,
2: oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It seems like back in the day, like uh, Angel and Spider were the top of the line, but there's so many, not that they're still not good guns now, but it seems like in the years I've been absent from paintball, there have been many others that have come up and made them seem kind of like the medium to lower end. Am I wrong? No,
2: you're accurate. There's a ton now. There's some that will talk to you. Oh, so, wow. Geez. Now, do you guys, watch.
1: when you guys play, are you just like picking somebody's woods and playing on your own? Or are you guys no, actually no. going to like fields that have regulations and stuff? We
2: we go to fields. Um, we play speedball, hyperball, and airball. Um, now, the tournaments that we go to, they're scenario events. So there's one over in Anderson, Indiana that we go to called White River. And um, they have, they, basically connect all their fields together for these scenarios so the one we did earlier this summer was um beaches of normandy where we were the allies and we had to go against the axis oh, man. And we literally stormed the beach and uh reenacted that but they have cargo containers on one side they have tore up cars on the other then they do have a wood side with a fort in the back that you have to protect and there's missions that you have to it's an all-day affair and
1: that sounds so fun
2: it is and it's multiple days so uh, we normally get either an airbnb or a hotel or something and we just have a good time
1: so you come home with bruises and welts
2: um so what's funny was i ended up getting shot in the neck um Ooh. at one and i sent a picture to my wife i said this is the crap i'm doing and i actually was doing a live stream a live video sale like the next day. So I had to explain what this big bruise on my neck was because people were like, what happened? <laughs> so,
1: but it's a hell of a hickey there, Adam.
2: It was, it was, it sucked. <laughs> I can tell you that much.
0: Paintball, and, and is, paintball is something where you learn you want to invest in a cup.
2: real fast. Oh, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I bought. <laughs> like I said, I've, I've got to do this. Yep, yep. I take my son to do it too. And, and I said, son, you will thank me when uh, i hand you this yeah gotta when protect the jewels comes in handy so mm.
1: but yeah, it's never a good been time the balls by a paintball but i imagine have. it feels good I, i've done it the pinging
0: accidentally and it's it was not not a pretty sight mm. <laughs>
1: lost a friend that day um
0: i wouldn't say lost a friend but he didn't or look me in the face for a while <laughs> <laughs> and of course we were playing woods ball too and the paint paint i got was cheap paint so it didn't break easy so yep yep yeah that's it, the worst yeah <laughs> he, he went down pretty hard
1: <laughs> you're always fearful of uh if you're playing with people you didn't know uh, like hope this isn't one of those assholes that like put their paint in the freeze freezer the before they uh, came yeah. out
2: yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I, what I like now is the fields that we go to Since they are regulated You can only use their paint So you have right. to buy their cases there So you don't run that risk Because um, if they catch you with outside they, they warn you or kick you out So yeah. it's pretty, pretty low key right now Well that makes
0: sense But uh, yeah Alright that that was my
2: squirrel moment I love it <laughs> <laughs> Figured you would
1: <laughs> Very good Alright Adam Top of the line toy sir
2: Well you know kind of in the same vein of that and it's kind of what got me started in paintball but at a very early age was the super soaker 50. oh you remember that yellow and with the green water tank i walked around my house numerous times soaking my mom and dad and anything i could i had set up my action figures only child so I, i played pretty much by myself until friends came over but uh I would set up action figures in the backyard and squirt the crap out of them, and <laughs> yeah, that that was one of my favorite toys growing up. Especially if I'd get in trouble at family get-togethers whenever we'd host people, and I because I would just soak them with it. I mean, it was that was the name. That was what you had to do with it. So oh, yeah, S-
0: super soakers. I still have. So I, I do remember the one you had. I had one and it broke, and then. I have two from my childhood still that I'm never parting with. I got one when I was in middle school and one in high school. The one I had in middle school was the XPS, Uh which was the bigger red one that had like three different nozzles
1: oh i remember that yeah. and like it well, would like yeah. one would shoot straight ahead the other would would it like uh the
0: the nozzles were like different so like you, it took forever to pump up and like they were different gauges so mm-hmm. you had like a real tight gauge that shot like a real small stream that, yeah and then you had like a big one that would just drench the shit out of everybody <laughs> and then like a medium one so it depended on how much you wanted to pump well i had that one forever i would always just play with my friends and decimate and then i had a buddy that got like it was a backpack with the similar thing but you'd hook it up to a hose and you'd stick the nozzle to this backpack and it would fill the backpack up
1: i remember that and then
0: he would run around and just decimate the shit so you know obviously you know he upped the ante so i had to up it so right around this time and it was i i'd say it was a junior or senior in high school they had the monster series super soakers so i'm like i was working at the time i'm like fuck it i got big boy money i'm putting big boy money down and i got the monster xl And I still have this. And this fucker is a double barrel with a tripod that literally is, I'd say, three and a half, four feet tall. (laughs) Thing is a fucking beast. some
1: serious soaking right there. Dude,
0: I was wore out. Like, you would literally hook this thing up to the hose. It would take maybe a minute and a half to fill up and charge. But it'd charge it, too. And each barrel had, I want to say, six or seven nozzles on it. And it was like a fan spray. Or, like, you know, the different size gauges or scattershot or some random shit like that but oh god i yeah. i, I fuck so many people up with that <laughs>
1: it's crazy how uh popular the super soaker like the one that you uh, mentioned adam i can't remember its name but like after that one came out it just they just seemed to try to like a bigger, bigger batter and better, yeah. every every year they
2: had to put straps on them so you could hold it with your shoulder and like yeah five gallon jug on it yeah yeah it no ridiculous. dude that's
0: my my monster xl that i still have it's yeah. got a strap like even now as an adult like it wears the hell out of me like i'm, I'm gonna throw my back out using that one day wow <laughs> yeah Over cool.
2: wow Those were Very... fun days yes yes it
0: was <laughs> and now that i have kids they get to relive it and i spray the shit out of them every summer with that thing
2: yeah
1: hey son we look just over there. got
2: <laughs> We actually just got um, what they call gel strikes for kids. They're low impact, but they shoot those like orbies. So like we can go play in our backyard.
0: Now, oh nice, so it's like little kid water gun? almost.
2: Yeah. So my, my youngest, he's excited to try those out. Um, it just decided once we got home to drop down to the teens. So I'm like, well, that's going to be a little bit before we go out. <laughs> those will freeze, they are water.
1: And so. they're just BBs at that point.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to squirrel again. But speaking of uh, squirt guns, do you guys remember kind of, it was a rival to Super Soaker there in the late 90s? I think it was called like Vortex. It was their claim to fame was they had like these somehow you put batteries in that and like shot like it looked. The water looked like it was a laser.
1: Oh, yeah. Like there was like an LED light that shone down the stream. So it made it, yeah, vaguely. I mean, when it coming to kids' toys, putting electricity with water (laughs) seems like a stellar idea. Genius.
0: They should do it more. Right? (laughs) With bigger batteries, more voltage.
2: (laughs) The Super Soaker fuse box. (laughs) It's oh. rechargeable. Plug it in and still play. Why not? <laughs> we should write this down. <laughs> yeah, Million dollar idea right there.
1: <laughs> copyright can dare. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have anything uh, on my list that's in the shape of a gun, so I guess I'm going to kind of be the pussy of the group here. But <laughs> my my big toy that I always uh, wanted and never got, and I can't even say it's a big toy. It's just something I always wanted and never got, was the Green Ranger's uh, dagger.
0: Oh yeah, remember yeah. that thing? Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, as much as I loved the Power Rangers, I think I was I was right on that threshold of being too old for the Power Rangers. Okay, I don't think I really was looking back, but at the same time, and like in school, I think it was like in uh, shit. Let me think. Probably uh, just going into junior high. So like so it's
0: starting to be you a little too cool for It's Power okay Rangers. to
1: kind of look at it and watch it at home, but you don't dare go to school and uh, let your friends know you like it. But at the same time, there was clear evidence that all your friends were watching it, too, without <laughs> right. telling you, you know? But I always wanted that dagger so fucking bad. But it, again, you know, because I couldn't tell the people at school, I couldn't tell my mom or dad that, you know... Mm-hmm want this power ranger toy
0: because god forbid that said friends would find out and heckle you even though they motherfuckers wanted i was the same looking thing. at i was i was
1: more worried about getting heckled by my folks <laughs> you know, oh, like, you're a little old for that son but so i never did ask for it but um damn i always thought that thing was cool as shit and i don't even know why it was a fucking dagger with like a clarinet in it right <laughs>
2: right and somehow blew through his mask <laughs> oh, yeah. the
1: mouth that didn't move <laughs> And, you know, I'm just now thinking about it. Being that it was like some kind of a clarinet, wouldn't that mean there would have to have been a reed in it somewhere? Like... Somewhere.
2: It was a woodwind made out of metal that had <laughs> blew through osmosis or something. I don't know how I did it.
1: The woodwind dagger. But he held it
2: like a flute. So, I mean...
1: That's true. Oh. I mean, read or just a hole you're blowing across. Either way, you're not doing either of those things with a metal mouth that doesn't no. move. No,
0: and it sounded no. like a synthesizer too.
1: <laughs> that it, did. it sounded, yeah, like a synthesized trumpet, didn't yeah. it?
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. So many Got man. For great. You dissect <laughs> yep. this stuff, it just makes no oh, sense. Oh yeah. It? Yeah. Oh wow. All right, uh, back to you, Randy. I'm gonna
0: play off the Power Rangers theme and kind of go with the the shuttle Zords for the uh, the Power Rangers like toys. So you know, I always had the Megazord and stuff like that. But
1: oh well, look at Richie fucking <laughs> Rich over here. Yeah, I never
0: had the Dragonzord, but you know, you had the the big Brontosaurus, the the Titanus. Yeah. yeah the original series, and then once they upgraded their zords, they had the the big turtle that everything kind yeah. of set in.
1: It, it just it got so crazy on that fucking show. Like okay, the the Megazord was amazing. Then the the Dragonzord was amazing. And then when they came together, it was double amazing. But then when he started like. Okay, he's just riding in a brontosaurus sled. Like, how much extra could this be doing? And, like, like it took so long for... Okay, you had to watch the, the Zord transform into the Zord. And then the dragon Zord straddle around that. And then for it to lift up and lift into this thing. And I just always pictured the bad guy just sitting there, just, like, looking at his watch, like... How long is this going to fucking take? And like wondering why the bad guy just didn't make his move while the transforming was happening. Or just
0: like walked off.
2: (laughs) Cuts back. He's drinking coffee. What's in the world? Right. What am I doing in my life? Taking a piss.
0: Like, oh, sorry. I'll be right with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I do remember those things, but I never had any of the swords or anything like that. Again, because of the age thing. But again, you say you get older and you get big boy money. Now you look up on the shelf there, and mm-hmm. there's a mega sword up there with the morpher and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, <laughs> big boy money for yes, big boy toys. Yes. All right, that was uh, that was your pick, right? Yep. All right, back to you, Adam.
2: Well, it's it's kind of funny he said that because literally my number one that I never got as a kid, but I got it when I was 34, was the Megazord. Don't laugh at me, honey. She's over there cracking up because I have <laughs> it. I'm literally looking at it right now. It's one of the original um, 90s Megazords. So, wow. Um, I, I, I finally got it, <laughs> but I never had it as a kid. I had all the other ones, but I always wanted this one. So, But that's not my turn. I just wanted to play off of that. My, it's so
1: awesome though because i yeah. mean like what a cool toy because it's not like every other toy was like in the day where it was just kind of like a molded plastic thing of this elaborate thing that you saw on screen the toy yeah. did exactly what it did on mm-hmm. the television it could come apart into five different robots and all snapped oh it was oh yeah voltron to the next level man well and the
0: crazy thing is now too that now that there are adults with adult money that mm-hmm. grew up with that they've actually like Up the ante, and like I think it's called like Soul of Shujiko. I probably just totally butchered that, but they took like those original toys and then like added like 10 times the amount of detail to Mm -hmm. them. So they're like they're cast metal and yeah, all
2: this other stuff. And oh, they look so nice. I've seen
1: them at stores and they're expensive as shit. $400, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's the one of the worst things about going to these cons. I, I get a chance to walk around and visit all these booths and see either toys that I wanted as a child and I can absolutely buy them now or the stuff that is just so new that they're re, you know, they're relaunching. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be dangerous. <laughs> I'm literally working this weekend just so I can buy that.
0: So, your your yeah. wife has like an eight foot, no sign in yes. the background that she's holding up.
2: <laughs> she, she, walked, oh, she walked away and now you've got to come back in like 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she knows like, I can't get anything done in that time frame, but, um, but, so my on my turn, um the Megazord, that's awesome, but I'm gonna go off to the dinosaurs and say Jurassic Park toys. Oh dude, oh, those that were was on my, my list, yeah. Absolute favorite. And I remember one Christmas, Santa had brought me and put together the compound oh, that had the yes. fence, the gate, and I had many of ours playing and driving my parents crazy with the the automated voice control all that stuff it was one of my absolute favorites
0: i was lucky enough to get one of those too the uh, with a little like uh the control panel like where the egg hatching was in there yep used to like
1: oh that that sounds cool
0: the uh the gate actually like could break away like the like a
1: like uh, the raptor pin no, it was,
0: like, the big, like, Jurassic Park gate. Oh, yeah. really? And it had, like, these uh, snap sections of, like, the big electric fence that went around this compound. So if you had, like, a big, like, the T-Rex or, like, a car, you could, like, bust through the gate with it. And, uh, yeah, dude, that was that was amazing. It was huge. It took up, like, a, a quarter of the room, but...
1: <laughs> wasn't it that big. big?
2: It well, was, it, it, was, it was a decent size. A lot of it was just because
0: you had those those plastic, like, fence panels. Mm-hmm. So you could make, like, a big compound I see. For, the, for your dinosaurs, but... Yeah, God, that was an amazing toy set.
1: Yeah. I had to look that up. I remember, uh, like, the visitor center being something you could get. I remember the raptor pin. That being was part something. of it, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think
2: I think that was part of it. It had the straw roof.
1: Yep. Oh, there. see. There's nothing but and that was all Kenner too, man. Yeah. Kenner, Kenner did that
2: shit right. Hell yeah, they did. Yes, they did.
1: And yeah. one thing on my list uh was the Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park uh T-Rex. Mm-hmm. That first that... T-Rex they did. Mhm. I always wanted that guy. I've, I've never owned him and I've seen that like, you know, since Jurassic World's been out, they have their own T-Rex out which he looks cool. And he's not nearly as expensive as that old one is, but son of a bitch, I still want that old one, and I will have him one day. I keep seeing him at cons and toy stores, but the price tag is just a little out of my comfort range, right. you know. Yeah. So, um, not to mention the real estate he takes up on a shelf. He's like, a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> he but, is. Um, damn, that yeah, was a they, good
2: pick. And just the the rubberized feeling of them versus this hard plastic. Now it just it had a, it. It gave you the feels all around. It oh, yeah. was great.
1: Yeah, they had like a squishy aspect mm-hmm. to them, and then they also had the dino damage, where yeah. like, a, yeah. like a chunk of them could come out, and there would be like exposed ribs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got the. Um, the baby Rex somewhere. Okay, okay. Ooh. But he's missing, like, the spot that fills in the dino damage. He's mm-hmm. missing his front little arms because they were, like, little hard things that were just attached by shitty little pigs. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, the teeth <laughs> and the, the feet and the arms were all hard, but the body and the tail were, like, squishy stuff. Yeah. So they were so freaking cool. They were so cool. I would love to reacquire some of that stuff again uh damn because there was i think there was just a normal t-rex and then there was another one that came with a figure that kind of had his arms crossed across his chest You could like swallow the whole figure
2: <laughs> uh-huh. and you oh. had to like he gave him a c-section to get it out
1: is that right? I couldn't remember yeah. like if you had to pull it back out of the throat or what it was.
2: No, there was a big slit going from chest to stomach, <laughs> and you basically gave birth through that. Oh, man. So, I mean, we, we stuffed anything we could in there. I'm like, all right, this right, you're going to eat this today. <laughs> Bye-bye, he-man. <laughs> yep.
1: Wow, you're a lucky boy, Adam.
2: That was good times. I, I, and the thing is, I still have them, um, So you know, I don't get rid of them.
0: That's awesome.
2: (laughs) My kids get to enjoy them now. Like (laughs) like you said, I see these price tags. I'm like, nope. I'm I'm gonna hold on to mine.
0: Hey kids, play with that a little bit easier, please. (laughs) Yes.
2: Again,
1: you can't compete with uh, what Kenner did. I mean, looking back at what they did do and what's out now, you know, obviously the detail on the on that old stuff doesn't compete to what's out now. But at the same time, like. I don't know what it was. Kenner just had such an eye for capturing the wonderment of whatever you were into and putting it Mm -hmm. straight into their toys. Like that, like the Ghostbusters in the firehouse and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And the Ecto one. Oh my God. Those were things, the Ghostbuster firehouse and the Ecto one were some things I always wanted. And I was so excited when they put out the Ghostbusters, they re-released the Ghostbuster action figures from the cartoon series. They're all hanging up here on the wall in those retro Kenner style boxes. But Uh, And I've heard they're putting out the Ecto-1 again, but boy, if they ever put that firehouse out again, (laughs) that might have to be something I finally go after. But again, uh, real estate, where's that going? Where's something like that go? So unless I just, you know, buy a second uh, place to live and just dedicate (laughs) it to straight to toys. This is
0: my pod. I sleep in here. How big of a bed do you really need? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I get a T Rex that's big enough just to put a mattress on? <laughs> I can sleep in the stomach. Hey, they were cushy. Maybe I will just sleep there on the bed. You you yeah. let put a pillow yep. on the T Rex. We good. <laughs> um, one more thing I'm going to mention really quick here, just to complete the second round. Uh, speaking of toys, you know, big boy money toys, and this guy hasn't been out that long. This wasn't out when I was a kid. Uh, is the Hasbro Pulse uh, Sentinel that's to scale with the Marvel Legends. Uh, Do you you know what this is, Adam? Yes. Holy shit. When I saw (laughs) this, I missed the funding on that. And Uh I wish I uh, wouldn't have because I would have loved to buy that. And now they're like double the price, if not more, on like Mm. eBay and stuff like that. But it's to scale with you know your six seven inch scale Marvel Legends. So this thing in itself is damn near what four feet tall. It would have yeah. to be. Yeah. And it has um, what was it like interchangeable head? There was like the normal Sentinel head on it. There was a damaged Sentinel head. Damaged. It had a, a master mold head too, Ooh. so you could make actual master mold. Uh, but then like it also had like the uh, the the what do you call it the
0: like the tentacle thing yeah, that came out yeah.
1: of his palm and i just imagine with as many marvel legends as i have uh the scenarios i could set up with that guy but again where am i gonna put that big <laughs> bastard he's so big <laughs> yeah, yeah but if you is. had the
0: opportunity to get one you, oh I'd find be a place, all over yeah it.
1: i'd be i'd be just maybe standing up in the corner with his arms out and i'd sleep across his arms at night just to make it easily
2: fun. Uh, Cradle you to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good night's
2: sleep.
0: I ran into the same issue. I used to be into the uh, the power of the force Star Wars toys. Oh yeah. So you know you'd have the big Millennium Falcon. My favorite one was the though was the ATAT, and that fucker stood.
1: The whole side came down open yep, on that, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, you could very easily fit like the Snowspeeder like in the side of that. But uh, yeah, I want to say that thing stood every bit of two and a half, three foot tall.
1: And... Once again. Kenner yeah Kenner Kenner. (laughs) doing it right man oh man yeah I think Kenner dominated most of this conversation aside from super soakers and paintballs yeah
0: well well, we had to mix it up a little
1: (laughs) no I get it I get it but all right is there any others we need to touch on before we move on no, the only other one's on my list for Kenner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all hail the Kenner!
1: <laughs> it's it truly is amazing. I you know in Cincinnati, I've never uh, seen it in person, but uh, where Kenner used to be the headquarters, right down the road, is a maybe a four or five story tall mural of all their biggest toys on the side of a building that's just amazingly done. Uh, and I think anything in that mural could probably stand the test of this conversation. For sure, so. for sure. Cool, cool. God rest you, Kenner. I mean, I guess uh, Kenner's now Hasbro, but um, all the same, it's not the same, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no. I enjoy no. Hasbro quite a bit, but um, I would still love it if Kenner were... You know, and God bless Hasbro for putting out all that retro Kenner stuff. It we're was, it was so lucky to have all that stuff because yeah. they've re-released a ton of the Star Wars stuff, the mm-hmm. Ghostbuster stuff. I've even heard that they were supposed to re-release some of the uh, Wave 1 Jurassic Park figures in oh, the original really? Kenner Blister. So you better believe if those come out, this wall, these walls are going to be <laughs> littered, son. Well,
2: I'm, I freaked out when I walked through Walmart's aisles and saw the classic Beast Wars. Oh, they had yeah. the Optimus Primal, the Megatron. And I saw Rat Trap today. I'm like, what really? is going on? Tell me, yeah. you got
1: that Rat Trap?
2: I I still have the original. So oh, okay, okay, okay. But not in the box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and were those those were on uh, classic uh, Kenner blister cards and stuff? mm Hmm. Yeah, oh, they man. had.
2: Yep, they had them in the 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 package, the box, and the box art. I mean, like I remember the. Well, it's still the same packaging for the Megatron and. and uh, Uh, Optimus Primal, they are in like giant boxes, and uh, my parents couldn't hide that for Christmas. So, (laughs) but everything else, I mean, that yeah, they're on the board, and it looks just like it was in the 90s. I'm like, this is
1: crazy yeah isn't that so cool and that they even so have
2: funny. the kenner logo on them so it is a, a an authentic throwback
1: so
0: i mean i don't know who made it but you could have gotten a, a, a real turbo man this year i mean it's just what a, I, yeah. what a time to be alive <laughs> i saw one i saw
1: one at walmart but yeah um Ugh. i saw playmates has been putting out the old turtles again i've got one on the wall behind me mm-hmm. and love i love that but Anytime uh, Playmates tries to do something new with the Turtles, it just kind of looks like dog shit, yeah. in my opinion, <laughs> compared to what Neck has been doing and stuff. Right, they right. just oh. they can't hold a candle to it. So. No. Uh, anyway, all hail Kenner. All hail Kenner. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to jump to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Adam about everything he's been up to since we last spoke. So stick around
0: Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: All right, we are back from commercial and again joined by comic creator Adam Fields. Adam, I want to thank you again for being here thus far. This has been a fun conversation. And uh, it sounds like based on what Randy was telling me, You've been pretty damn busy, son.
2: <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit.
1: Well, I don't even know where to begin with everything he has told me. So, well, I'm just going to let you uh, take the floor here and just tell us All what's right. new with uh, Midnight Twenty Seven Studios.
2: So, first off, thanks for having me. This is awesome. time, um, brother. Second, you know, everything just has been so insane the past couple years. <laughs> Yeah. In the, the world, and, and honestly, like, I, and starting back in, like... Because I think the last time I was on here was in 2019. So, 2020. Has been yeah? that long? Like it, at least that's what the, the, the timestamp of one of our last conversation was. Um, wow. Yeah. So, a lot has happened since then. Um When everything sort of hit on, uh, you know, early last year, like, I... I, I was scared because everything was closing down. You know, I we had no events going on, so
1: right.
2: I got booked up though with, with comic book covers. I started doing a whole bunch of the Do You Poo covers for comic book stores. So I have like six or seven exclusive Do You Poo's out there. And if you don't know what that is, that's just basically Marat um, Michaels. That's one of his brainchild of poo mixed with Marvel characters. But we literally put the, what was it, um, Punisher? So for the Punisher, I put him <laughs> on one. Um, I see where
0: Tigger was like, had the, the Venom symbiote on it.
2: Yeah, that, that's his new Tiggum verse. I haven't been able to do a cover for him yet on one of those, but I'm certain somebody's going to want me to do that when I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> I, I love the satire. And, and honestly, I've met a, so many cool fans just because of poo so that's really what started all of this um but uh I've, I've recently you know i've done covers for um the uh oh what was it it's a newer title called uh, department of truth for image i did an exclusive cover for them and the wow. um, beyond the breach um and i'm actually working on another but t- like it's a connecting cover right now for um saber comics and uh, I think it's also nerdy after 30 comics. I think they're a joint team. Um, but the, it's for, uh, we live through Aftershot comics. Nice. So, you know, I've got, got those going on. Um, you know, I've been you know working here recently on one of my favorite projects. Um, so a little history about, um, this one is called blue coat missionary and out of uh Cleveland area. Um, there's a uh, non-profit called um, The Sub-Zero Mission. And basically they go out and clothe the homeless. Like that's their whole thing. So they're not even a comic book company. But they found me, uh, I think, back in 2019. Um, and they asked me if I'd be interested in doing a comic book for them to sort of market their uh, their services. And they actually have a, a mascot that they wanted to uh, to sort of put into this, this book. and I said, absolutely. So I drove up, met them and a bunch of great guys and what they're doing is, is fantastic. So it's a bunch of, um, ex-military or maybe even some active military that go out every winter, every weekend, um, and, uh, donate clothes to the homeless and uh, try to find them. So this whole book is basically dedicated to their mission is to, you know, nobody should freeze to death in America. So right. um, we got book one done and it focuses, they, they're going after the, um, the the homeless veteran side of things in these books. So that first one, we actually do um, PTSD. We sort of see the effects of PTSD. But I'm actually working on a second book right now. And I'm actually inking page 13 as we speak. And uh, this one is focusing a little heavier on um, sort of the alcohol abuse and drug abuse side of, of, of it. And their hero actually comes in and combats death. So all these demons are trying to weaken these, these people and get them ready for death. But their, their character, blue coat Missionary, and their battle polar bear shivers come <laughs> in and save the day. And they they let me have the reins. So they they want it to be as wicked as as possible. So um, I get to have a lot of fun in these stories. So I've been working crazy on this book, so every day.
1: You say they uh, wanted you to put their mascot in. Is Blue Coat Missionary himself their mascot or? Yeah. And so it...
2: Blue Coat Missionary is actually their mascot, along with Shivers. So Shivers is kind of their personality. Meanwhile. The, the blue coat missionary represents them as a person. So whenever you see this this character, he wears this long blue like winter coat that goes down to his knees, and he wears, basically, he wears one of the uh, uh, face masks um, because it's, it's all winter, and this is actually what they wear when they actually go out. Oh, wow. So he's faceless. He represents all of them, and they—they're just a bunch of fantastic guys to work with. They're so passionate about what they do; it gets me excited to work on on their their projects. So, this one I'm looking to wrap up um, by the end of the month, and uh, hopefully get this out um, be one of my first publications for the first quarter of uh, 2022. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, so, so does that
1: then, then, like sales, like part of the sales go back to helping their mission, or
2: actually all of one hundred percent of it? Um, nice. I published the book. They they give me some to to sell sell, which is you know that's that's cool. But they actually sell it through their website, which is the dot org. You can actually pick up their first book through that. Um, but they have all the inventory, so I print it. They I have it shipped directly to them they sell it from there. So, you know, it just, it's a way for me to help. And this time around, and I talked to him and I, I, we want to work out something, but I typically don't sell my original pages, but for them and for their cause, I'm actually willing to part with a few of these pages where they get, you know, the proceeds for the page being sold, because that's sort of my way of uh, giving back to their, because, yeah. I, wow. I just think it's a, a great cause that they do. So very noble. Um, that's one of the biggest projects that I've got going on right now. On top of that, I, I've decided, you know, a lot of people know me as the werewolf guy is I've got my own comic book series called Prowl. Right. Um, it's about a vigilante werewolf. I'm in a small town because that's where I grew up. I I don't know anything about a big city, so I write about cornfields and people graffitiing walls because that's really all we got going on here. <laughs> the occasional meth dealer here and there, but I mean it's it's small petty stuff compared to you know what Avenger you know Avengers threats that they've got every day. So, um, trying to keep it relatable, but I, I recently kind of hit an impasse where I've kind of grown as big as I can and have been able to reach as many people as i can with my book but it's not going as far as i want so i've decided i'm going to pitch it to um publishers i got a couple in mind that will have way more reach than than i do but before i do that i want to polish it up a little bit so i'm actually doing what i'm calling prowl remastered where i'm tweaking the story a little bit but i'm basically redoing the first volume and I'm beautifying the art because I've actually learned so much within the first, these six years that I've been doing this. Um, So I'm actually reworking my own series to make it better for everybody. So, I mean, I'm going as far as making character turnarounds so that whenever it comes time to create action figures, I already have the models ready. And this will also, I can look at these characters and be like, Oh yeah, that's what he looks like. Because that's my biggest hang up right now is drawing these characters and forgetting page to page. Does he got a watch on or doesn't he, you know? So (laughs) quick reference, guides. you know, little pro tip to anybody who's wanting to get into comics. Do yourself a favor. Do character studies first. You'll thank yourself later.
1: And what year did you start Prowl? It had to have been at least what, 2017, 18-ish, something like Uh, that. Yeah, I think
2: it was. Well, this is the fifth year anniversary for it, so yeah, it had to have been 2016. Wow! That I that I released it, the first issue, Um, January 25th was its publication date for the very first one so
1: so when you say like a remaster are you talking like uh totally like redrawing everything or are you just going in and you're redrawing everything so Um, i'm you know anyone who does what you're doing i mean i guess anyone with any craft they're doing in that amount of time you know probably grows significantly mm -hmm. with with their technique so do that's that's just what this is just tightening up everything making it look much cleaner and
2: yeah and uh there's a I've learned a lot of stuff about storytelling as well which is one of the my it used to be one of my biggest hang ups and it's still a big hurdle for me because I'm a visual person I just want to get to the action but the the story is kind of what you know publishers want because ultimately these publishers are going to be pitching these stories to you know Netflix and other you know studios that it could go somewhere else and become something bigger you know that's what you know walking dead did that's what Lock and key is done, you know, they're, they're getting these eyes of these studio heads. So I want to make sure I have the right story just in case somebody sees it and go, this is the next big thing. So right. I I want to make sure it's one, I'm proud of it. And two, it's, you know, something that people are going to relate to. So yeah, going through, it's a, it's a little bit of a process, but I think in the end, it's going to be much, much better because the art's going to be consistent the story is going to be coherent, and I've already started mapping out from beginning to end, and what spinoffs I want from that series of other side characters that I'd like to take a deeper dive into.
0: Gotta love yeah, the so, world building.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely it's all about that world building, and, and you know finding something for everybody. You know, you may not relate to the main character because you know he sort of represents me, but there's a character that I'm going to be introducing named Houndhunter. Hunter she's going to be able to, you know, relate to a lot of people. Um, you know, just all these different characters. I, I want someone to find somebody that they can sort of be inspired by and hopefully give a little bit of hope to meanwhile, going, wow, this is badass. That This werewolf is sort of tearing through town and cleaning up stuff. Take him on a wild ride.
1: That's so cool, man.
2: Yeah. It's awesome. I, I just love, love what I do. Um, it's something I've always wanted to uh, to tackle, and well, now I'm retackling it.
0: <laughs> now, Are you cool. doing any type of like Kickstarter, any type of like way that people could like invest in that or get like? A... So, I you
2: know I've I've knocked around the idea of doing Kickstarter. I want to pitch it to the publisher first. Okay. Now I've read because a couple of the publishers, and it's no no big secret. Image is one of the big ones. I IDW's one and then there's Scout Comics. I've really seen a lot of good things from Scout. And honestly, um, if I had my pick, I would look at Image and Scout first and foremost. Sure. I've had some stuff published through Antarctic Press, but they don't uh, they don't seem to have a lot of shelf space mm-hmm. in a lot of the comic shops I've walked into unless they're just, you know ordering specific titles from them. They're just not re- you know I don't think big presence. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of tough. It was kind of hard to sell my AP books that, that I got. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. You know, I just, I, I don't know. It would be low hanging fruit, but it's not always the best fruit. So <laughs> sure, I'm going for the big ones. I'm going, right. I'm going to go for the big ones. So.
1: Why the hell not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah,
2: I mean, this is, this is my job, so I've got to take it serious. So, um, Pretty, pretty excited for it. Pretty proud of the work I've done so far. Um, I'm actually looking to start the artwork later this week because um, I only have a couple more turnarounds to do. The script's ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it's from now ready to put pencil to paper and um, see where it goes and have a lot more fun with it than the first time around.
1: Well, you should be very proud, man. We've seen your work, and it's stuff to be very... God, if it was coming Absolutely. out of my <laughs> finger tips and out of my brain, son of a bitch, you better believe I'd be proud. <laughs>
2: Man, I, I tell you, there's, there's so many people that we've met at these cons and so many stories that we've heard of. I used to draw or I do it as a hobby and I happily and welcome people. I want to see other people's work. I love it. And there are some people where I will look them in the eye and go, why are you not sitting next to me? Like, I, it, it blows my mind. So I try to use this little platform that I have as sort of a motivation be like, Life's too short. If this is something you want, find a way to make it happen. Even if right. it's just part-time, make it happen. Right. Cuz man.
0: Well, and know. just knowing you for as long as we have, you know, I'm just excited to hear like, you know, hey, I'm developing this so that I could sell it to a big publisher and, you know, I'm getting ready for a toy line because you know, half of getting somewhere is getting yourself ready to be there, and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah.
2: And- yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to set myself up for success and also trying to show my kids like, hey, this is how you plan for the future a little bit. You know, I may not see it on the horizon yet, but it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. So, yeah. So working on on Prow Remastered, um, then there's another little series that we've been uh, working on Screen Boy. Um, I'll be talking a lot more about that when uh, book two is done. So I'm working on issue two. I'm just a penciler on that, but I'm also a co-owner of the title. It's through Echelon Graphic Novels. Um, Ethan is the uh, the publisher. He is and creator. Screen Boy is such a fun adventure for kids. Basically, think of any show that you guys watched as a kid. Imagine being able to jump in there and interact with these characters. Uh, so the many perimeter. times I
1: wished I could. <laughs> like I want to be cli- exactly. climbing up that wall you're, you're with gonna, Batman and Robin. You're going to captain right? in that
2: shit, huh? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's cartoon, if it's live action, it's whatever. Because the whole premise is they are fictional police that are monitoring the movies that you and I love so that when we watch these movies, we know how it's going to play out. So if someone decides, hey, I'm going to go in and loot Star Wars, I'm going to steal Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, that scene is going to play out completely different and it's going to freak us all out. So there's got to be a police department that watches over all these these shows and all these these different fictional dimensions that have to be trained to protect them. So if they jump into a Fast and Furious movie, they got to know how to drive a car. So they're all trained and skilled in whatever they're watching. But this little boy named Arthur is who we follow, who's not quite trained, but he's just sort of a rascal and he can jump in and he loves just to screw around with everything. So the first book is out. It is a lot of fun um he jumps through multiple different you know uh styles of art i think we jump into a looney tune style um cartoon then we go to a lovecraft we see pirates it's just a wild ride
1: that's what i was going to ask if like (laughs) you were jump (laughs) if you were able to actually uh show like actual property like ips or if you had to make up uh, your own ips so so the ips you're making up sound like are strong echoes of pre-existing
2: they they really are so um for example right in the beginning he jumps to a looney tunes world and he you hear him sort of saying it's it's there that's a dog and a cat arguing but the cat's black and the dog's gray which looks like Bugs and Daffy. He, tur- <laughs> now they wear these shades where they're called demi-shades that keeps you as a human so you can like navigate in this world and you can control what's happening. You take them off, you automatically turn into that style. Mm. So he gets his knocked off, he turns into a rabbit. That's our, uh, our homage to the Looney Tunes. Um, but That's we cool. create our own um, you know, characters that look like that style. And they do a little banter, almost like duck season, rabbit season, but it's <laughs> it's like dog catcher, cat cat catcher, whatever. I forget how they they word it, but it's <laughs> it's really funny. And again, it, like that's our one kid friendly title that we got. It's it's a lot of fun because honestly, as the artist on it, um, I I sort of have ADD where after so many pages of drawing the same characters, I get bored. Mm-hmm. So this, after four pages, it's like, oh, great, we're drawing something different, and it's a new style, so it stays fresh every time.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. It, nah. You can really go to any style that you want it to.
2: Yep, yep, it's, it's kind of neat. And then I know uh, the second book, we've got a fairy tale land that I'm doing. We're back in the Lovecraft world, we're wrapping up that story, and uh, a couple other things I'm not quite to yet. I think I have like 10 pages left to pencil on it. So
0: nice. And what's your target audience for that? Just like
2: just little, little kids. It's, It's actually fun actually for all ages because adults will find some humor in there too. Um, that's what I was
1: what? thinking. Like, I guess what Randy's probably uh, saying is, you know, having a kids' version. But think of how well, like a like a straight adult version of that would Ooh. like resonate too. Yeah,
0: like kind of like the Tiny Toons effect, where like you like can. We're watch going it into as an Reservoir
1: adult. Dogs in this one. <laughs> <something like> that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. So yeah, maybe an adult line.
1: That's a good idea, man. That's a mm-hmm. that's a hell of an idea.
2: That's yeah, cool. it, it's it's a really cool storyline. So I've been working on that. I'm really proud of, of that story and the team we have on that is, is killer. But I'm um, another project that I was blessed to work on was with Victor Dandridge. Um, if you guys know who he is. Sure do. Yeah. So I've worked on his uh, book called point of authority, um, family ties. He reached out to me and I was kind of blown away. I mean, Victor and I have been friends since I really started, um, but I never knew I was like on his radar to work on a project. And I've always kind of wanted to work with him because mm-hmm. he just he's the hardest working man in comics. And he has this passion and drive that is just infectious. So yeah. um he reached out and asked if I would be interested in penciling inking this uh, this mini series he has. And I said, Absolutely. It, it I didn't even care what it was about. I knew it was gonna be fun. So we got got it done, and it was successfully funded through Kickstarter, which I think is now available um, through him, Bandage In-House Production. But uh, I'm actually starting um, issue two uh, later this week. So lots of lots of sequential art in the next few months.
1: Yeah, we just saw him uh, within the past year somewhere, somewhere. I think Gem City, I think, possibly. Yes, maybe it, there. It uh, uh, I know he was there. I think we saw him at... Uh midtown comics or so i can't remember Mm-mm. where but he was one of the very first uh interviews uh we ever did for this show like on the oh, wow. spot like uh w- the first wizard world con we ever did actually oh, okay. he was he was um refashioning like the comic he was doing at the time and i can't even remember the premise now but it was uh wizard world covers like the or not wizard world but wizard magazine like the old wizard magazine uh, yeah. the, the comics the action... were made to look like those and those that's what caught my attention
2: yeah, he. I think he's actually doing something with uh, their magazine still. So is that right? Uh, I believe so. Um, so yeah, Victor's just he's everywhere. I mean, you may not <laughs> see him, but he's he's <laughs> echoing through multiple different projects. So, yeah. but you know, I, I've had the honor to work with um, Rodney Fike on a couple uh, pinup pieces for his title "Roadkill Rampage." Too, yeah, um, yeah, cool. yeah, there's another a, a new writer that's sort of coming up with his. His series called Hell Player, um, Tim Ingram. I did a, a variant cover for him um, for yeah, his issue three,
1: and this is crazy. We were just talking about getting uh, him scheduled yeah. to be on the show. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. We roll it, with
1: all the same crowd, it would seem, Adam.
2: <laughs> Ohio. I mean, I've heard there's a lot of creative people in Ohio, and, and I, I have to agree. Well, like Every you said, it's cornfields and
1: spray painting. We don't have any There's choice if we, we want will. to stay entertained. We, we got to use our
0: imaginations,
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I'm just like, I go to Chicago and I see half the people that are at Jim City. I'm like, okay, it's family reunion. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> guys. <laughs> right? It makes it less stressful when you travel. And Hey, you guys want to go grab dinner later. You know, it's kind
1: of cool. Yeah. I mean, every uh, we always say this every year that we do this, uh, you know, and uh, after another year of like meeting new people on the show and we go to these cons, it's just like you said, it becomes more and more like a family reunion. Mm-hmm. And like when we the last one we were at uh, Torg, uh, mm-hmm. it was just that just walking up and down aisles, just finally getting to shake the hands of all these friends we've cultivated yeah. over the years. It's Absolutely. oh, It's so much fun.
2: Yeah, Torg was a lot of fun. I was only there for part of the day, so my son had the audacity to want to go to homecoming, and it was his first one. So I said, "Well, <laughs> I, I got to go. I got to be there for him. I got to show him how ties tie." The nerve. Be the dad thing. Get a clip on, kid.
0: I'm staying. Right. I <laughs> going you know, to
2: be at. But yeah, no. Torg was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It, it, walking around, seeing literally all the video games. I actually told him, I said, "Hey, next year." I, if i'm not a guest there i'm, I'm definitely going to be going just to walk around so he can see everything so uh yeah yeah that was a that was a good it day it was
1: a lot of fun yeah and the and the cushy floor i mean so that was nice. worth its oh, weight yeah. in gold and it's a long
0: and I, I think they're gonna double in size for this i think it's in november this year and i think they just opened up the registration and stuff but it's it's gonna oh. be awesome i think they're doing it at the convention center this year i'm so. excited yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so
2: bring our own cushy floor mat gotcha. yeah, well, <laughs> some comfy shoes but you know hey. yeah i'm <laughs>
1: just gonna wear great big like bigfoot slippers that'll that'll make it right. right
2: yeah i mean so it's in november i know i don't have a lot of events going on in november so i might might be able to jump in on that
0: yeah it's 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 gonna be a blast so
2: cool
1: are you going to be in the? Uh, I want to say Wizard World, but it's not called that anymore. What is it? A fan 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 Expo? Fan Fanboy Expo? Fanboy Expo? I need
2: whatever? to. I, I've been asked a couple times to do that. Now this year, I've kind of slimmed back on on cons as a whole, just because I want to have more stuff done um, and not book up every weekend that that I have available. Sure. But this more year, stuff I, Shit, of,
0: son. right?
2: <laughs> so. I'm, uh, I've slimmed back a little bit on my content. I think I only have like 10 or 11 booked, which is very little for me. Um, so next year I know I'm going to be really hitting hard. Um, I am going to apply for C2E2 this year just to keep my name in the hat. And if I get in awesome, if not, I'll keep bugging them until I get in, um, next year. But, um, I know, uh, that fan fan expo is one that I am wanting to get into because it's not just here. Like they they drop them all over mm-hmm. different States. And that's one of my, my goals for 2023 actually is to hit up multiple States, not just Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, but sort of branch out a little more out West right? possibly further South. I'd love to do dragon con. Uh, that just looks like a party weekend so if i can party and sell stuff that's a good time
0: <laughs> hey wife you're watching the table uh, i'm gonna go <laughs> rub <Right? some> shoulders
2: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna so i come back where are you where's your shirt i don't know i lost it <laughs> yeah. well you'll
1: have to let us know man if you uh we're I, I'm still waiting to get the confirmation but it looks like we're going to be getting uh pe- our press passes for the uh cleveland uh fam fanboy fan boy oh, fan nice. expo i can't never remember what it's called but it's fanboy just... Expo. Yeah, yeah. If you do, let us know. We'll have to meet up. Maybe we can chill part yes. of the day.
2: Yes. Yeah. Because I know um, my very first event that I'm actually hosting. It's something that I started during uh, you know the the, the plague um, <laughs> when everything closed out. Like I had I I was like man I, how am I going to sell my stuff? I've got all this inventory now. And so I decided I literally couldn't sleep. I was sick to my stomach, and uh, I said, "Wow, I should just do like a Comic Con in my home." And I was going to name it, you know, something stupid like CoronaCon or, or Quarantine Con. but I'm like, man, those are so negative. I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah. And I, so I had the idea I'm like, nobody is getting out of their pajamas. Nobody. We're all sitting in our pajamas. I watched my wife conduct school. She's a librarian and she was at the uh, elementary school at the time. So she was like reading books to these kids with like her, her nice sweater on and everything, but she had pajama pants on. so I'm I'm like and I'm sure she's so appreciative of you telling the listeners that too (laughs) oh everybody did it (laughs) there was nobody so I'm like we are going to just call it pajama con and we are literally going to host this comic con in our house in our pajamas and it was such a big hit it was literally one of the biggest sales that I've ever done like in a one day event in a short short time span so I'm like all right, this, this worked. Everyone had fun. You know, I said, Hey, post pictures of you and your family enjoying. And you're, like, these people had some really funny, like footy pajamas and like, this is cool. So it kind of just rolled in. I've, I've done, I try to do two a year now. And, uh, so on January 29th, I'm going to be doing the first one for this year. Um, it'll be live on my art page, uh, the art of Adam Fields on Facebook. So, mm-hmm. um, That'll be good because I literally set up my print wall, my table, just like I would at a, a Comic-Con. And we have segments. So first off, we're going to do print sales. Just write down what number you want and then email me your order later. And we just fulfill them that way. So um, then we move on to books. And then at the end, I take commissions. It's it's pretty cool. That's event. a good
1: idea, man.
2: Yeah. And I, eventually I'd like to get it to where I can you know, start hosting guests. Have a couple people come on and... Sell their stuff, so taking these next you know these couple of years to uh, build up its its fan base, but I think it's a a really fun idea, and you don't have to get dressed for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hey, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, but uh, after that, then I'm kicking off at the uh, Jim and Dan Comic and Toy Show over in Dayton. At um, I believe it's going to be the right State, um, and this is actually the first year that uh, that they're actually doing five five events. Oh wow. So I actually have their flyer in front of me. They were nice enough to give me one. it uh, looks like February 27th, June 12th, August 7th, October 16th and December 11th will be all their their Comic-Cons. So so far I'm only booked up for the their 27th. Okay, I was um, going to ask
0: if you're doing all five or just Yeah.
2: It, if I if I find that it's good, I'll I'll jump in on one of the later ones, but what I find is I don't have enough new things at the at those events, and it's sometimes just repeat customers, and you know they want to see something new, so I try to you know space it out so that when they come in I can be like hey here's some new stuff or here's something that's coming I try to use it to promote but uh, other than that you know that's such a good little show there's a ton of great dealers there that have the toys that we talked about earlier like Roma Collectibles is always there Bell Book and Comicra is there. And just a ton of other ones. So
1: you said that was a, <clears throat> held at uh, Wright State. Yeah, Wright State Student Union. Holy shit, that's not far from mm-hmm. us at all. We gotta do that. All right, yeah, let's go we'll check it
2: yeah. out. Hop in, heck, get a hold of them and see if you guys can set up in uh, as a, in their uh, creator aisle because they always have Craig Voldman. He was an Archie artist. He's there. Um, he's always super friendly to talk to. Um, I know occasionally Frank James Bailey will be there, uh, hawking his book Turkana. I believe the Christopher brothers—they're—they're they're there sometimes. Yeah, they—they they have a bunch of different people that show up, and I think a lot more are starting uh, to uh, want to join in. So, I know Jeff Austin; he's a like fantastic anchor. So.
0: I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd love to set up at more cons. It's just so hard for a podcast because like, we don't have, really have a lot of merch, you know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, but we could do like <clears throat> we did at TORG is just take a bunch of uh, stuff to sell to yeah. make us money, you know, just toys and comics yeah. and stuff. And then while people are, at the, people are at the booth, like, well, you know, we got a show over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: for both the show. You know, I, I'll talk to it. I'll say, hey, go see those guys. Those are awesome.
1: And you know, I could take. I've got uh, you know mobile recording stuff. We could uh, just have people who are actually guests there stop by the booth throughout the day and get interviews with them. And uh,
2: that's
1: uh, yeah, talking I've about grassroots
2: opportunities. There's not much right. more grassroots than Fucking, that. <laughs> there we are, Randy, <laughs> knocking on doors. You know, say stop, people. Hey, you
1: want to chat with me? Kissing hands, yeah. shaking babies, like we were there just talking go. about.
2: I mean, see, I to
0: see how many more restraining orders we can pick up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's how you get signatures. I'm just saying they have to sign them, so that's a, technically an autograph. There you go. There um, you go. <laughs> but to to sort of end the the first quarter, Comic Con tour, I'm actually going to the first time ever Horror Hound. I've always wanted to go and I'm finally going to be able to set up at Horror Hound in Cincinnati on March 25th through 27th so if you're a horror fan you've got to be there it's that's going to be such a fun time i've heard it's just a, a frat party so pretty excited
1: we went to horror hound here in columbus i've never been to the sensi one but i have heard that that's the the mac daddy of the horror hound uh-huh. icons and we, we've applied for uh, press passes there before but i think we did it too late in the year you said that was in october um this one's in march, march. um oh, but shit. i think i'm gonna get over that yeah they have a couple
2: other horror hound weekends uh for sure Definitely check out their their site. Um, I don't know what their other dates are, but I'm hoping now that my foot's in the door, because I'm actually going to be setting up with um, Bell Book and Comics and a good friend of mine named Brian. Uh, he sells a monster, like universal monsters themed book. They fight Nazis. So don't say. Yeah, it's a really fun storyline. But I'm going to be on the other side of Bell Book and Comic with Prowl and all my other stuff. So, but my <clears throat> my only goal going there is to get my NECA ghost face action figure signed by Nev Campbell, Skeet Alrich, and my absolute favorite Matthew Lillard. So all oh, the Scream characters.
1: How cool. That would be cool, man. I didn't yep. know Matthew Lillard's gonna be there. That's Ooh, sweet. Yes.
2: Yeah. He was my favorite in Scream One and now that they're sort of doing a soft reboot um continuation later this month. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time.
1: Well, that's awesome. Man. It sounds like we're going to have more opportunities to cross paths this coming year. By the end Absolutely. of the year, you're be like,
2: oh, those guys again? Jesus. <laughs> I never say that to your face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, just fluff us when when we're talking. Yeah. And we'll be good. But, Well, I want to remind all of our listeners to check out Adam on social media, Adam Fields uh, 127 and at Midnight 27 Studios and uh, The Art of Adam Fields on Facebook. Adam, is there anywhere else uh, people should be checking you out, man?
2: No, just Midnight27Studios.com. That is my official store. And uh, where I w- you can find my Instagram, Adamfields127. Awesome.
1: Uh, and I
2: am on TikTok, but I don't do anything on there. I should <laughs> do more. I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do <laughs> Thank
0: it. Thank God. Hey, dude, I, we're,
2: <laughs> we're on there and I just repost
0: old commercials and occasional plugs for the show. So <laughs>
2: There you go. Yeah. So I'll get on there. I might share like some drawing that i did like the live capture on procreate but other than that i'm not gonna dance i'm not gonna do (laughs) yeah if i
1: see you dancing we might have to have an intervention with you (laughs) yes
2: please do (laughs) call me out (laughs) you get my permission
1: (laughs) well adam man thanks again so much for being here it's always a pleasure you will you definitely will be back in the future all right man
2: awesome sounds good thank you guys Randy,
1: what have we got on the website, sir?
0: Go to candyairpodcast.com, check out our past guests, contact us, click the merch button, uh, check us out on Patreon. Uh, yeah, just all kinds of fun on candyerpodcast.com
1: That's the truth. And uh, yeah, if you uh, enjoyed that Christmas episode we just put up, uh, there's the video version now on our Patreon, amongst hours and hours of other things to listen to on there. So, Again, candarepodcast.com, uh, hit that Patreon button. And there's also a button that you can click for merchandise, t shirts, mugs, tote bags, all that kind of stuff that we've slapped our logo on <laughs> and I'm trying just to just get a little bit of that money. That you money. Know, you know, pay the bills, so, right? Got to pay the bills somehow, right? And if uh, you're
0: listening to this, and again, if you're, you're interested in maybe doing some behind the scenes work with us, just learn a bit about the
1: business, let mm-hmm. us know. Absolutely. We'd love to get you involved if you uh, if you want to be involved. The but Canned
0: Air Street team.
1: Just don't expect a paycheck. Please <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing i got to warn you. No,
0: but, you know, hey, we might have a, a this, pass to a con floating this, around every now yeah, and then. Yeah, this
1: stuff pays off uh, in many other ways, that's for sure. But All right, anything else then? I think that does it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Adam Fields. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! The hell's that noise? The cat throwing up on the floor? Probably. Nice. Oh my god. Life's a fucking wonderland, isn't it? <laughs> <sighs> I'll cut that part out. and That won't be part of your promotion. I promise.
2: <laughs> Why? I have three cats. Let it go. I love it. They they just make mess oh, everywhere. Right at my
1: feet. God bless you. <laughs> Jesus. That's just the the cherry on top of the cupcake that is this day. Anyway, getting back to the show. Sorry. This has been a canned air production.